Yo, what's up? This is DJ Yellow from the world's most dangerous group. What's up? This is DOC, the D D motherfucking doc. Yo, 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 what's up? This your boy Z Man. What up, dog? This is Eshot. This is Jerry Heller, motherfucker. This your boy DJ Paul KOL for 36 Young Busy Ball. Vice World. This your man Matt Mine the Hell Razor. Yo, this is DJ Ready Red. What up, what up, what up? This is the real Rick Ross, and you're listening to me on the Murder Master Music Show. Yeah, man. 
So you were you were with uh, uh, Twister on all those early uh, running off on the mouse shows back in the day. Yeah. Oh yeah. Wow. That, that was that kicked it off for us. Yes, sir. <laughs> now, what was the atmosphere like back then in the Chicago rap scene? I know Twister was doing. Uh, he was more on the conscious tip, you know, uh, than the hard street stuff. What was it like in that era? Actually, you know, a lot of people wasn't uh, ready for the fast flow what he was doing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, but he had a lot of uh, street stuff going on. You know what I'm saying? But it was it wasn't like that. Like like you know, when we stepped it up to adrenaline rush and stuff like that, but it, it it was different. It was more of a hip hop crowd. Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely more of a uh, yeah. you know just like like a conscious type thing, but hip hop, very very lyrical, obviously uh, high octane. Yeah. You know, when you I know you was on oh. adrenaline rush, but was you on the first album at all? Uh, no, not no, not not at all. I would let him, he had to go on here and handle that and get that introduction out there so people can accept what he's doing. But once Adrenaline Rush came, that's when I actually started rapping. But I was already rapping, you know what I'm saying, before running off at the mouth. You know what I'm saying? So actually uh, me and his brother was rapping first, and then Twister was beatboxing at the time. He wasn't even rapping. So he would write the he would write the songs for me and his brother to spit while he just beatboxed and did, did his thing. So he was he was the human beatbox for you guys pretty much. Yeah. That's wild, man. People don't even realize so you was rapping before Twister then. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he, you know what I'm saying? Like he like he, he wrote pretty much uh everything that we was doing back then. But he was always a battle rapper. You know what I'm saying? He would, we would go around and he would battle everybody in the neighborhood and the next neighborhood over and stuff like that. So he he just ended up start just getting it in himself. You know, he was always rapping, but he was real shy. You know what I'm saying? But me and his brother was just up front doing what we did. And then once Dougie Fresh and Slick Rick came out with the show, he like, man, I, I can be box and rap. So let me take it to the next level. And that's what he did. Yeah. Oh yeah, man. He certainly did. Um, I I seen you. Uh, I seen a picture with you and Tretch. Um, I guess it was at a show, maybe a couple of years ago. Um, it wasn't like that initially. Didn't didn't Tretch and Twister kind of have a little plex in the beginning? Oh yeah, it, it was it was beef. And actually, that that picture was took actually last year, or it it probably was this year because I uh, actually it was this year. Yeah. Yeah, in October, we uh, had a uh, celebrity boxing tournament, and you know what I'm saying? And his daughter was there with her fiancé, and he was in the boxing tournament, you know what I'm saying? But back then, uh, Trek, this, this Twister told him he could turn Twister's ass back to Chicago, you know what I'm saying? And that pretty much kicked it off like, oh, hell no, we finna kill it, we finna smash this guy. Because, you know, we, yeah. we lyricists, too. Yeah, he wanted to get it in, you know what I'm saying? So it was a lot of lot of beef back then and who came in the style back then. You know what I'm saying? And Tress thought he was one of the ones that started the fast rap, but like, do you even rap the fast like that? Yeah, uh, so what was it? Uh, Yoke the Joker or something. He, I mean, he was doing complicated raps, but not fast. You know? Right, exactly. Yeah, exactly. 
But, you know, we ended up uh, having to meet everything. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I seen a picture back then with Uh him and Twister. And uh, both of them were standing next to each other. They didn't look happy, either one of them. Like, they didn't want to be there, (laughs) you know, at the time. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah, but was oh, there yeah. ever? Did they? When did they squash everything? It had to have been in the early nineties, right? Oh yeah, it was, it was in the early nineties. Uh, actually, uh, they came stretching Benny and all the guys. They came to Chicago to have a meeting. They came and sat down and had a meeting with us. It was like, man, you know, we we getting people calling the label, threatening us, and doing this and doing that because people feel like, okay. You did some twists, but you did the whole Chicago. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And 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 guys back here was like, man, we we you know what I'm saying we're not gonna go for it. So they was calling their record label, threatening them and everything. And trust them came here. They had actually they had a show here in Chicago. And before they went and did their show, we sat down and had a meeting and squashed the beef. And actually that night, when they uh, did their show, people was booing them. Booing Naughty by Nation and everything, and Trek stopped them and like, man, yo, everything good. Me and Twister squashed our beef and everything, and woo, woo, woo. He pretty much stopped the show and let everybody know we squashed the beef because we ended up being there. Well, that had to have been a uh, surreal experience. Did he invite you guys on stage? Yeah, they actually they was they was performing. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And we were just on we was on the side. We like, man, we finna go to the show. You know what I'm saying? So, and I was like, you know, I was the wild one back in the day. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, man, fuck that. Let's battle. Let's get it in. You know what I'm saying? Let's do what we do. Let's rap. Fuck all that shit. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, he twisted was more level-headed than everybody. So he's like, man, let's just, you know what I'm saying, let's, let's do what we need to do. You know what I'm saying? Because after suicide, he dropped suicide when he dissed them. They was like, oh, no, we can't touch this dude. He coming too hard. So they squashed that shit fast. Yeah, yeah. They, uh, not only uh, they didn't want to mess with them lyrically, but also you don't want to mess with the city of Chicago <clears throat> as a whole. You know, um, oh. when you took the picture with uh, Tretch last year or this year, uh, did you guys yeah. uh, uh, chop it up about the old days at all? Yeah, yeah, we talked a little bit, you know what I'm saying? Even like, man, you say, man, you know this is just way out. I'm like, yeah, man, I said Actually, I said, Twister go trip out when he see me and you taking this picture because I, I went there on my own, you know what I'm saying, because I was uh, uh, going to shoot a movie, going to shoot a movie at the time called Get Lost with uh, with, with some guys out of uh, Pittsburgh, you know what I'm saying, and it just so happened that they was doing the uh, the box over, over the celebrity boxing match, and they invited me out to that. So, and his, I didn't even know Tress was going to be there. You know what I'm saying? So when me and him bumped into each other, you know what I'm saying, I, we, we talked it up, we chopped it up, and I said, come on, man, let's take this picture, man, because I know it's going to wig the guys out. You know what I'm saying? And we was all good. Yeah, yeah that's dope, man. That's uh, it, It's good to see you guys come together, too, you know, um, especially considering how talented all you guys are. Um, but, uh, yeah, Twister nowadays, man, he's a gun nut. I see him posting pics of these guns and going into shooting range, and, you know, he's having fun with all that. Um, okay. You know, he definitely on his uh, uh, rapid-fire game, both lyrically and, and, and real life. 
Uh, okay. What about, yeah. uh, what about yourself? You, you you into shooting at all, too, or no? No, no, I'm not into that. Actually, my wife, uh, she got her uh, winners and weapons, but she's doing exactly what they're doing, but she trained women. Oh. So, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, so I just, you know, I support my wife while she do what she do. And uh, I'm just be I'm making this music and learning how to I'm learning how to rehab homes and all type of other stuff, you know what I'm saying, that I'm learning. So yeah, I'm doing other things like construction work and all type of stuff, building my own business up, you know what I'm saying? Because I ain't gonna I ain't trying to rap forever, you know, got to have something, you know what I'm saying, in the back for the for the kids and the family, you know what I'm saying? The future. Absolutely, man. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Um uh, now, now uh, you you guys you know, had a, a successful run, obviously with uh, Seawall, and you know, used on the platinum record, man. Um, and then uh, you guys did the legit balling. I recently interviewed White Boy James, and I think he said he met Twister through you. Um, yeah, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. You know what were those days like uh, with Twister, White Ball James, and Legit Balling? Because I remember in the Murder Dog, you guys were moving crazy units independently. Oh yeah, they they actually they was doing their thing when uh <clears throat> I when I introduced uh, Twister and uh, White Boy James, you know we were we were we were young, you know what I'm saying, and uh, we still were doing the Twister thing, and they actually started legit balls when I left to rehabilitate, you know what I'm saying, because I had you know I was dealing with the the heroin the drugs back in the days that pretty much. Uh, took me away from the guys where I had to go get it together, you know what I'm saying? And during that time when I was rehabilitating, uh, they ended up starting legit ballers and they started doing their thing. But I was I was gone in the country getting myself together, so I wasn't around doing a legit, legit baller era. I was I was rehabilitating. Yeah, I I never even knew that. Um, you know, if you don't care. Uh, could you uh, tell our, our listeners how you got through that? You said heroin. That's a pretty uh, hard thing to yeah. kick. How did you come through on the other side, brother? Actually, uh, <clears throat> I, I, I put a, I, I, actually I did a song in a video. It's called "It's My Life," and uh, and I, it's out on YouTube where I'm pretty much explaining, you know, saying what I went through. But for those while I'm here, I could tell you that. You know, I did the rehab and all that stuff, but none of that stuff actually worked because you still was going in the same territory. I'm still going in the same area, you know what I'm saying, in the, in the same neighborhood. So, you know what I'm saying? But my thing was is my body actually uh, made me stop, you know what I'm saying? And let me break it down to people that don't understand what, I'm, what I mean by that is in my mind, you know, when, when you when you getting high, when I was doing the heroin, you know, I, I would toot it. I was, I would sniff it up my nose. I would never, you know, I never shot it or none of that in my veins or nothing like that. So I would sniff it. When I sniffed the blow, which we call it here, you know, I would, you know, you would, you would sniff it then, you know, I would throw up. You know what I'm saying? And once I sniffed it and I threw up, then, then you know, I, I start. You can, I can enjoy the high then, but some end up happening to the point where, before I start getting high, I will start throwing up before I start sniffing the blood. 
So I'm like, man, this this is tearing my body up. But my mind was like, you know, you're not supposed to be doing it. So if you're not going to do it the easy way, which 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 ain't no easy way, you know, going through the, to the rehab and, and getting people help and stuff like that, God did it another way. So <clears throat> I moved away to the country, and my last uh, actually time doing the blow, I actually didn't even do it. I drove three and a half hours. I was in uh, Indiana. I was down there with my mom, but I still was, you know, go back and forth here and there, get a bag, come back home, you know what I'm saying, to it a little bit, you know what I'm saying, do what I need to do. But this one particular time, I was driving to Chicago to come get me a bag, to get me a bag of blow. And the whole way here, I kept throwing up. I kept throwing up, like, man, this is killing me. But but I kept, I, I still drove to Chicago, and it was a three-and-a-half-hour drive. So I get to the to the drug spot, and I'm throwing up. Now I get the bag of dope. I open the bag of dope up and looked at it, and I just threw it all out because I was just throwing up too bad. Like, okay, my body is hurt too bad. I can't keep tooting this shit because it's it's making me sick. My my stomach muscles are starting to hurt. You know what I'm saying? So I pretty much opened the bag up and like I was going to do it, but. I just, I just, I just threw it all on the ground, bro, and I drove three and a half hours back to Indiana without even touching it. I'm like, you know what? This was a waste of time. I didn't waste gas to come up here for a ten dollar bag of blow, woo woo. And I'm like, it's just not worth it. My body was was telling me like, you do not need to be doing this. So the pain and the throwing up that I went through actually made me get off the blow instead of me going into the rehab. Because even though you're going into the rehab, your mind still will play tricks on you, telling you, no, nah, you good. Go on out there and get you one. You know, my mind played tricks on me. I actually left the rehab and went and got high after I left out the rehab. And twisted them like, what are you doing? you supposed to be in the rehab. I'm like, no, nah, man. I came up with some lie talking about, man, it was other people, man, that, that needed to be more than me. You know what I'm saying? And I felt like I was just wasting space, and it but it was all the drug telling me, telling me this in my mind. So I ended up leaving the rehab, but none of that stuff worked until my body actually started doing stuff that was causing my body harm. Your body, yeah, your body was letting you know enough is enough. And, you know, a lot of people, they never get that warning from themselves. You know, they keep going until they, they die or... Um, so yeah. then, thank God you you made it. How long has it been that you've been clean? Twenty two years. Wow. Twenty. Congratulations. Twenty two years. Yeah. And it was the that's, hardest yeah, thing in the in hard. It was hard. You know, it wasn't easy. It was real hard. Because I, I I actually lost my, my old man to a heroin overdose, and it's crazy because you would think that him dying off the heroin would would push me away. But it actually, I end up going towards it because I was like, man, I want to know what is to this drug that, you know, we would go out of town on vacation, you know what I'm saying? And he would, he would bring enough with him, but once he actually ran out, you know, his body, he, he got sick. 
you know what I'm saying? And we have to leave the vacation so we can get back home so he can get to his medicine. You know what I'm saying? And then I grew up around a lot of pimps and hustlers, and so I seen a lot of the, the guys, the older guys, you know, they would nod off, you know what I'm saying? And I thought they looked so cool, you know what I'm saying, didn't realize what was going on. Oh. Uh, I'm sorry to hear about the father, you know, uh, but you broke the cycle. You know what I'm saying? You were able to successfully do that, and because of that, man, you're here today doing great things. Got a lot of dope music yeah. out, coming out right now, shooting videos. Um, <clears throat> we got a we got a song we're going to play here in a little bit called Killer Season. Um, oh, yeah. We also got another one out right now uh, with, B, uh, I think, Twister, uh, B-Lo, Do or Die. Uh, I got you, man. Tell us about that one. Actually, uh, it's uh, me, uh, B-Lo, and uh, one of the Chicago artists called Superboy. You know what I'm saying? And uh, it was a song because, you know, it's, I, I, I be around a young, younger generation. You know what I'm saying? And and I, I listen to what the gener- the younger generation doing with their music and, you know what I'm saying? So one of the, so Superboy, actually, he the one orchestrated the song because he's like, come on, we're going to do it this way. I said, okay, well, I'm going to put B-Lo on it. You know what I'm saying? Since me and him can, you know, they always get me and him mixed up. You know what I'm saying? They're like, man, y'all, y'all look like friends. You know what I'm saying? You and B-Lo, and right? Get B-Lo. Yeah, B-Lo can do or die. I thought you was his brother you know? at one time. <laughs> Everybody that I never asked you that. I thought, so I thought you guys were brothers. You know what yeah. I'm saying? No, we just we 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 grew up with each other, you know what I'm saying? We brothers that way. But blood yeah. brothers now, you know, still my family, but yeah, we just we just look alike, you know what I'm saying? And everybody just thought we was brothers. So I like, man, come on, let's just do this project, man, and put a couple songs out there, you know what I'm saying? So I got I got it in the tank on the side waiting, you know what I'm saying? Because actually I got a couple more I want to drop, like I just dropped what we doing uh, day before yesterday, the video. I just dropped what we doing. So, and then kill a season after that, and then I'm going to go in with that. Man, you, you definitely giving it to him. Well, let's give him a taste of his music. Then we're going to come back. Uh, I got the homie from France wants to ask you a couple questions. This is kill a season, man. Uh, if you can, uh, intro this for us, brother. Yo, this your boy, Be Hype the Verbal. Check this out. One of my singles called Killer Season. I am on my Tupac vibe. Man, mess with your boy. Shorty by my side and they would drill something This ain't 
in the back and they gon' peel something. Your body feels something. Then I go fuck them up. I bring your pain with the drama they calling your mama. It's just a kid's what you need. You disrespect my honor. And I ain't the one you want to be bothering with. You get this shit split, bitch, real quick. Motherfuck them all. I said it once before, bitch, and I say it again. And I'm a gangster, but my niggas, they right with the fiend. We united in this family. We do nothing but win. So motherfuck the opposition. This is killer season. I rain bullets on a nigga. Just give me a reason. So much hatred in my heart. I saw niggas I really mean what I say, cause you niggas some leeches, and these bitches some leeches, this is the killer season, I rain bullets on a nigga, just give me a reason, so much hatred in my heart, I stop niggas for breathing, I really mean what I say, cause you niggas some leeches, and these bitches some leeches, this is the killer season, I rain bullets on a nigga, just give me a reason, so much hatred in my heart, I stop niggas from breathing, I really mean what I say, cause you niggas some leeches, and these bitches some leeches, this is the killer season. Oh, yeah, it's got that energy. Definitely get you hype right here. We got B-Hype back in the Murder Master Music Show. Uh, man, that's what I'm talking about. Now, you doing the single oh. thing for a while, or are you going to drop an EP or an album in the future, or how how you going about it? Actually, I'm getting ready to uh, go ahead and drop an EP. It's uh, going to be called More Than Just a Hype Man, you know what I'm saying, because I've been twisted a hype man for so long, but people actually – know that I actually can rap as well because, like I said, I'm on Adrenaline Rush. I did uh, Corrupt World and No Remorse on Adrenaline Rush. You know what I'm saying? And I talked on emotions. But I've been giving them singles for a while, and a lot of people are like, come on, man, give us more. So, you know what I'm saying? So I'm going to go ahead and give them a little EP, and, you know what I'm saying, and just keep it moving. Yeah, yeah, because you, you got the talent, man, and, and people, you know, obviously love what you're doing. Um <clears throat> We got one of them over here right now, man, uh, the homie Sin from France. <clears throat> Brother Sin, you there? Yes, yes, sir. Hi, Scott. Hi. Uh, hi. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm fine. Yeah. Um, can I tell us about the, the song, uh, Corrupt World, we did with uh, Twister back in the day from uh, Adrenaline Rush? It was a dope song. Can you tell us about this one? Uh, say that again. He, he wanted oh, to know uh, about um, the the song uh, "Rough World." Cover twelve. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> oh yeah. Actually, uh, I was actually talking. To, we was talking about. I was talking about my uh, father that passed in a fire. You know what I'm saying? And Twister was with me the whole time. You know when because my, actually my father uh, passed from a heroin overdose. You know what I'm saying? And by me and Twister, all of us grew up on the same block. You know, he pretty much wrote he wrote the uh, verse for me. You know, what I'm saying because he pretty much know how to word things way better than I do and put it in story form. So that's pretty much what he did. You know, what I'm saying so he wrote the song, he wrote my verse, but he was also there when I, <clears throat> he also was there when I lost my father. So he pretty much knew exactly what to write, what to put down for me. So I can I can be able to say it, you know what I'm saying? Because it's not easy uh, twisting those words like that, you know what I'm saying? So it's pretty much about those syllables. So he made sure he wrote a verse where I was able to say it, but also giving them my story because I just tell him what's going on and he and he wrote it for me. Uh, he uh, help just helps you basically, yeah. Put you put the picture to the paper pretty pretty much. Um, yeah. 
But that's also got to be a, a hard thing to, to, to write about, you know what I'm saying, your father. Um, <clears throat> did it help you uh, uh, to, to, to get it out there like that? Yeah, it, it, it was it was hard. Sometimes it's, it's hard. Sometimes it'd be hard for me to even listen to the song because I was we was young at that age when I lost him. So, <clears throat> but it also made me feel good that I'm able to talk about it and and get, and get it off my chest without holding it in. Because you never want to hold you never want to hold stuff in. You know, what I'm saying you want to get it out or you want to talk about it. Because holding it in, it, it's, it'll cause all type of negative vibes in your body, you know, pain and stress and all type of stuff. So we, we was able to put it out on paper and, and put it out there for people to get a good picture of it. Yeah, especially, uh, you know, a lot of people have uh, uh, been through it themselves. They can relate to that. Um, Sin, you got, uh, you got a couple more, don't you, brother? Yeah, yeah. Um... <clears throat> You had two songs that dope. It was uh, One More Time and uh, Soulful Gangster. It was 10 years ago, which was dope at the time. Can, can you tell us about these two ones, One More Time and uh, Soulful Gangster? Yeah. Now, when I, when I, okay, that's when I start coming into my own era of writing myself, you know, without asking, asking Twister to help me. I said, I, I, you know, I, ended, I figured out how to put them on paper. You know what I'm saying? And I'm a, and I'm a soulful artist, I will put, you know. And the and the beats is just, the, when the music talks to me a certain way, that was that what comes out. You know what I'm saying? I'm a, I'm a gangster, but I'm actually, I'm soulful with it, you know, because I love R&B. Listen to the Ivy Brothers, Frankie Beverly and Mays. You know, I listen to a, a lot of the dusty music, you know what I'm saying, sometimes to, to relax my mind. And then when I went to the one more time, I was like, oh, my God, it's, it's, some, it's a reggae feel to it, you know, because I listen to Bob Marley and Buju Bantan and all that. So, you know, even though I can't speak, uh, you know, saying the Jamaica, Jamaican and the reggae, so I'm like, well, at least let me, let me do it a way that I, I think people might accept it. And that's what came out. And I was having fun with it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, man. Um, Sin, I know you yeah. have one more. Uh, yeah. Um, the, uh, what kind of uh, Chicago pioneers you was uh, inspired of? I know the a Chicago history. You got uh, MF Boys uh, who did something like Back in the Days in 88 and uh, NC Dice, the godfather of rap. What kind of rappers did you inspire by in the Chicago history? Oh, uh, old school. Yeah, yeah. Crush Groove. You go to the movie Crush Groove, you will, you will, you will see our whole history. The Fat Boys, LL Cool J, Ron DMC. You know them guys. X Clan. You know what I'm saying? Like Outkast is my favorite group of all time. You know what I'm saying? So I listen to like a lot of Andre 3000 and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? But back in the days, you know it was. Those guys, Fat Boys, I love L.A. because I love his energy, you know what I'm saying? And that was like, yeah. ooh, he got hardcore, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Rakim, Coogee Rap, you know, and Foo Sneakin', you know, the list go on or Paul Rice's teacher, you know, it can go on and on, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, Chai Talk is, yeah, she got to go. Yeah. 
some of the well, in Chicago, in really, there wasn't no rappers back then in Chicago that inspired us. Only because we would like that we came out in '91, and only rappers really that was doing something on a big nationwide scale like that was Twister and Common. So we all get we all had our deal at the same time. So it was, it was you know what I'm saying. So but you got you know your your, your street guys you know what I'm saying like D A Smart you know what I'm saying stuff people that we looked up to you know what I'm saying which was he was one of the coldest freestyle rappers that we, we knew of growing up. So we was pretty much one of the, we kicked it off for for mainstream rappers in Chicago to start getting their thing because, like I said, it was just us in common at the point. And then uh, the Brat came. And then then he come to do or dies in the Crucial Conference and Kanye, then all them started coming. Yeah, House, like Fast Eddie. Um, yeah, Fast Eddie. Yeah, like that. You know, yeah. Uh, but then later on, you know, you had cats like uh, E.C. Hiller, of course. Um, yeah. And other other people that that really kicked off. I remember seeing him like uh, in the Source and B.T. And uh, I always thought he was very underrated. You know, early on, he was just a kid. Yeah, you know, they, had, yeah, they had the whole they had a whole group called Ill State, and they was like yeah. the Chicago Wu Tang. They was like the Chicago Wu Tang. So yeah, E.C. He was he was one of the guys too. He was a white boy doing his thing, and he was actually he was out there with us too. You know what I'm saying? No disrespect, but yeah, I, I pretty much I forgot about Estella, but he was he was there too because he actually had a deal too. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yep. yeah, definitely, man. They, uh, well, Chicago, man. Like we can go on and on about the talent in the city, of Chicago. We already know. Um, <clears throat> By the underground talent. Yeah, it, it, it you know it sucks that the industry was in Chicago because <clears throat> you know you guys had like two big waves. I, you know, Twister started the first one, you know, in '91, uh, Loud Records that was huge, obviously. Uh, but then the '95, '96 wave, we had Do or Die, Twister, Crucial Conflict. Um, <clears throat> you know, uh, Psychodrama. Everybody Psychodrama. was you know snipers. Yeah, yeah it was just. Yeah. A, uh, a huge movement, and then it kind of um, it went away again. It comes in waves, but the industry should always have offices in Chicago, being that there's so much talent there. You know, yeah, Just like sports, that was that was one of the you know, main things. yeah, that was one of the main things that we always used to talk about, like New York, and, and you know, you can New York and, and L.A. You pretty much can walk to the labels, but when you're in Chicago, you got to fly. So a lot of guys weren't able to fly to get, you know what I'm saying, to get heard the way they need to be heard, you know what I'm saying, because people couldn't get on the planes like that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it's a unique situation, too, because of the, the style. You in the Being in the middle, you're getting hit with everything, you know, um, yeah. from from all over. So it's, Chicago can absorb. Plus, you're creating your own styles, too. At the same time, yeah. you know what I'm saying. So very, very talented. Uh, hey man, I, before I let you go, we gotta talk about the Bulls, man. What about this team? This, you think this might oh, be it, the year? It's on fire right close? now. Yeah, yeah, we we, yeah. we we good. We yeah, we we got the young we got them young hitters on there, man. So we we gonna be all right. We just got to work on we just got to work on the Bears right now. But the Bulls, we finna be good. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm very proud top four of them guys. five of the whole league. Um, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, and they making some, they making a statement, so they doing they doing what they have to do, man. I'm real proud of our Bulls right now. You know, what I'm saying a lot yeah. of young young he on it. Yeah. So they're yes, gonna sir. do something. That's for sure. That's for sure. Okay. Um, well, uh, oh yeah. I'll tell you what. Be hype. It's 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 always a pleasure and an honor. And let's do this again in the future. And uh, tell Twister what's up, man. Um, I did most of his interviews in Murder Dog. Um, and uh, other magazines. Matter of fact, I reviewed Kamikaze. Uh, <clears throat> super okay. talented individual, you know. But uh, I definitely yes, want to bring you back on again, man. Um, you know, whenever you uh, whenever you want, brother, just hit me up. And before we get out of here, give them your your info, man. Let them know what they need to go get, what, what they need to go subscribe to, follow, like. It's all yours, bro. Yes, sir. Follow me on my IG, my Twitter. Everything is the verbal. P H E B E R B A L. I just dropped my my uh, single day for yesterday or yesterday called What We Doing. You know what I'm saying? That's out and the killer season getting ready to drop. You know what I'm saying? It's on iTunes, Apple Music, everywhere. So it's about to go down. And I want to give a big shout out to uh, Flavor Flav because he is the reason why I do what I do so good. Yeah, Flav is uh, definitely a, a legend in his own right. He's also, uh, those of you uh, checking out podcasts, Flav's got a new podcast. It's real good. He's bringing uh, oh, yeah. you know, all, all people in there. It's almost like everybody's got a podcast now. You know what I mean? They're popping yeah, up all yeah. over the place. You know, but all his is very entertaining. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's a, he a fool with it. You know what I'm saying? Doing this pandemic, you got to find something, you know what I'm saying? You got to find something, you know what I'm saying? And he, he found his niche, you know what I'm saying? So, man, shout out to the Godfather, man, because that's who I look up to when I'm doing what I do as far as a hype man. Because he, I taught, I learned from him and I studied him. I ain't studied nobody else, you know what I'm saying? And then Splits came 95, 96. So, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes I have to remind people, you know what I'm saying? Bust and Slip do their thing, but me and Twister was doing our thing. Four five years before they even got together, so but it's still all love. Yeah, you definitely uh, been putting in work, and it's good to see uh, everything coming together. Before we go though, did you ever uh, get a chance to chop it up with Flav? No, that's back then, but not you know. I would love to chop it up with him now. You know, what I'm saying like back then we were doing shows and stuff. You know. I was like, man, y'all introduce myself like that, you know what I'm saying? But by me being in the game now for so long, I would be honored, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to figure out some way where I can get to holler at the man, you know what I'm saying, and let him know, man, I respect you. This, you the reason why I am the hype the verbal. I am the second coldest hype man in the industry. I am the reason why I do what I do is because of him. So all praises to him. But when I do get that chance, Ooh, everybody going to know it because I'm going to be like a kid in the candy store. You're going to be uh, starstruck. Yeah, man. Hey, it happens. It happens. I mean, I've been doing this 30 years almost, and um, it, it still happens. You know, I interviewed Chuck D uh, in the past. I'll tell you what, if I ever get the opportunity, I never have Flav on, but if I ever get the opportunity to have him on, I'll make sure you know about it and you can co-host that episode with me. Oh, Or at least call dope, in man. and talk I to him if you want, you know. Of course. Yeah. Of course, I'm going to be right there with you. Man, let's do it. <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. That's what 
talking about. We love creating those moments here on the show, man. Um, I'll say this before we get out of here. Uh, there's one clip everybody should go look at on the Murder Master Music Show YouTube page. Uh, we had uh, Spice One and Cocaine talking about uh, the last time they saw Tupac, which was on the gang-related set. And um, out of the blue, we had Yellow call in, DJ Yellow of NWA. Spice One was like a kid in a candy store. Like, oh, man, I opened up for you when I was 16. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It was, we loved yeah, creating those we moments didn't that, if yeah, we, we can. When we, when we, when, you know? Yeah, when we were found to loud, you know what I'm saying, we, we, we did a lot of stuff with Spice One in the beginning. So, you know, we've been around each other. So, it's, yeah, it, it, it's, it's, and it's still the same when we meet these guys, like, man, y'all don't understand. We still be starstruck. You know what I'm saying? We just all humbled about it. You know what I'm saying? Because we all humbled OGs now. Yeah. 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 So we all OGs. Yeah, yeah. They like that respect. picture with Tretch and Twista in 92 or 91 when they didn't want to right, have their exactly. picture naked. <laughs> okay. It's a different, yeah, different yeah. day and era. Yes, sir. Way well, be hyped. Yeah. You take care of yourself, brother, and please be safe, man. Man, it's a blessing, man. Thank you guys for having me, man. Make sure y'all go get that new single, What We Doing. It's out on YouTube right now, everywhere. Let's get it. Definitely, definitely, man. Huge honor to have Beehive back on the show. I'm a, I'm a fucking set it off, nigga. You don't want to die. I don't, I don't give a fuck about your life, nigga. It's you or I. I'm about my money. I'm going to get it.
Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of $15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.